Welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast, where we discuss business solutions to help listeners develop and implement action plans for true lean process improvement. I am your host, Patrick Adams. The most dangerous phrase in our language is we've always done it this way. There are an awful lot of posers out there, people that do lean because they're mandated to do it. They think it will work. How stable are you today? What are your goals? Are you generating small, simple improvements? There are very few people that embrace lean with their full heart, head, and emotion. Let's imagine that your current output is top-notch. Is that enough to stop innovating and stop reaching for more? Patrick's book uncovers the essence of what those organizations look like and what the posers look like. Caution, are you in the fake zone or the real zone? Order your copy today at avoidcontinuousappearance.com. Hey, welcome everybody. We have the privilege of having Ron Pereira as a guest today. Ron is the co-founder of Gemba Academy and the host of the Gemba Academy podcast. Ron also has more than 20 years experience in working in operations, engineering, supply chain, and continuous improvement. And here's a fun fact. Back in 2002, Ron was the first American to win the Nokia Global Six Sigma and Overall Quality Award. Welcome to the show, Ron. Hey, thanks, Patrick. How are you, man? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be be with you. Uh, I, I uh, had the privilege of also recording a podcast with you uh, mm-hmm. as the host, uh, what was that, a month or two ago now? It's been a little while. Yeah, no, for sure. It was fun. Yeah, it was. It was good. Uh, so I'm excited to, to get, flip the script here and, and be on the other end. And uh, you're, I, we were just talking before we pushed uh, record here about your new studio down there. And i uh, love to come down one of these days and, and uh, check out the studio and, and maybe yeah. record another podcast. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we love it and super, super blessed to be here. But uh, yeah, you're welcome to me anytime, Patrick. All right, perfect. Well, Ron, let's start out with a, a simple question. I think uh, you know a lot of people know you from the Gamma Academy, but maybe aren't familiar with your background. Would love to hear just a little bit about uh, you know what you did prior to the Gamma Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess uh, my you know my first real job where they paid me money <laughs> was in high school. And, uh, I actually worked in, I, I grew up in Greenville, Ohio and, uh, home of Annie Oakley, by the way, fun fact about yeah. Greenville, Ohio. And, uh, I worked at the made right sandwich shop. So if anybody is from Ohio and they're like in the Dayton area or kind of they oh, they know about the made right. It's this famous little restaurant and we make these like loose ground meat sandwiches kind of thing. It's kind of famous, you know, for our little area. But I worked there for several years and uh, it was interesting. You know, I, it's, I always tell my kids, you know, everybody should do food service sometime in their career or their life, you know, just to get a sense for, there's a lot to learn there. You know, you're interacting with customers and I was making the food and then I was taking the trash out and just doing all different kinds of things. And then a high school knucklehead boy, you know, it was good to get corrected by, you know, some of my supervisors and all the rest of it and, you know, learn how to work. And, uh, and so that was a really important, really part of my, my upbringing. It's something I don't think I give enough credit to, but I learned a lot back then as a, as a young man. And then I guess my first sort of job 
um, was with Mo- Motorola uh, up in the uh, Chicago area in Liber- Libertyville, Illinois. We made, um, if anybody remembers the old Motorola um, StarTac, remember that one, the, yeah. the flip phone? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. the big, big, big thing. I remember me and some buddies sneaking into the new product introduction area and there's this big cage and they were all in there and we're looking at it, you know, kind of seeing. And, and so I saw the very first and helped build the very first StarTax, you know, at, that were ever produced. And so as a young kind of engineer there at Motorola, I was just learning about, I didn't actually go through their formal Six Sigma training, which is, you know, Motorola is where sort of Six Sigma was born, Bill Smith and those guys, but I didn't go through their formal training, but as a young engineer, we were just running around doing SPC and running design of experiments. And I just thought that's how everybody worked. I didn't know any better. Right. And uh, so I learned a lot. I was, I was in the surface mount technology side of it. So building the actual cell phone. So um, the big Fuji chip shooters and Siemens machines and all this stuff. So we're building the, 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 the phones, the assembly line. And so that's where I really first started learning about you know, production and, and quality and, and, uh, you know, the importance of minimizing downtime, that sort of thing. Cause boy, if the line went down, that was a big deal because we were pumping out hundreds and hundreds of phones every hour. We were selling a lot of those stupid things back then, you know? And, uh, so that was a really good introduction, but, uh, again, it was interesting. I didn't go through any formal training there. Then after a uh, Motorola, I actually went to work for the big competitor back then was with Nokia. Right. And uh, that's what brought me to Texas. There was a big Nokia plant here in, in the Fort Worth area. And so my wife and I had just gotten married and didn't have any kids at the time. So like, want to move to Texas? And she was like, okay, she's from Chicago, you know? And uh, so we just packed up and moved to, to Texas and, and uh, worked at Mo- uh, Nokia, which was great. And then that's when I quickly learned that not everybody <laughs> was, was working, you know, uh, with SBC and things like that. Nokia was doing okay at the time, but they were maybe learning a little bit at that time. Uh, and uh, so Interestingly enough, I went through formal green belt, black belt, master black belt training there at Nokia. They had hired a bunch of former GE guys, you know, to come in and sort of build their program up. And uh, so that that was I was introduced just because of my job. I was introduced to more of the Six Sigma side before lean. Now there was a little lean sprinkled in there like there always is, you know, 5S, 7 waste or whatever, enough to be a little bit dangerous. But for sure, it was the more on the Six Sigma side. But then as I was working there, I got, I I had stumbled across some lean books and whatnot. And I was like, I knew there was more to learn about lean. And so I started kind of searching and Googling around a little bit. I don't know if it was Googling back then, but (laughs) anyhow, I was on the internet and uh, I came across this website called GimbaPantare.com. I was like, that's a weird name. I wonder what that means, you know? And uh, well, long story short, it was my, now one of my business partners, John Miller's personal blog back then. And so John was blogging, you know, all the time. And it was, I don't even what was called blogging back then, but he was writing articles on his website and uh, I could tell, boy, this guy's pretty smart. So, and then they did consulting. So I said, we called him up and said, Hey, come in and teach us how to value stream map. Learning to see had just come out, you know, and, and uh, everybody was all about value stream mapping back then. That was the big thing, you know? And so one of John's consultants came in and, and ran us through kind of a week long value stream mapping sort of course slash Kaizen event type thing, you know? And, and uh, so that's where John and I first crossed paths. And uh, became friends, really, from that moment on. And uh, anyhow, so I did a lot of good work there at Nokia, and we, we made a lot of things better, and, and I learned a lot. And again, I went through all the kind of formal certification stuff there. And, uh, and then I went to a company called FlowServe. It was my last sort of corporate job before Gimba Academy. And uh, there was a um, FlowServe, they make... Uh, 
pumps, valves, and seals for like, you know, pumping oil and water or whatnot, big, big, huge, giant pumps. I worked in the valve division. And um, so I was a director of manufacturing and continuous improvement there. So me and another guy, this other guy came from Rockwell uh, Automation. So pretty, pretty strong lean thinker himself. And he and I, you know, over the years at, at Nokia, I learned a lot more about lean kind of by trial and error and screwing things up and learning and, 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 you know, yeah, <laughs> there was no Gimba Academy back then, right. Or Patrick, I couldn't call you, you know, come teach me. And uh, so I had to learn the old fashioned way. And uh, anyhow, this guy and myself at FlowServe, we, we sort of created FlowServe's lean program. Again, they were a very Six Sigma heavy organization. And so we kind of deployed their lean program um, globally. And uh, it was at that time that I discovered, you know, I was trying to find videos Cause I was like, man, I was on the airplane. I was like executive platinum by March every year. You know, <laughs> it was like, I was just constantly gone and I had a young family and all that. And so I was trying to fight, man, if I could find some videos that teach people how to do SMED and I wouldn't have to go teach them, you know, they could just watch these and it's just nothing existed. You know, there was a lot of Six Sigma stuff back then, but uh, just, there wasn't, there was, you know, some good stuff like the Toast Kaizen and all that was all there, but which was great. And we used it, but it didn't like teach you how to do SMED. You know, and so I called John back up. I said, Hey, have you ever thought about making videos? And he was like, Yeah, it'd be cool, but I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, Yeah, me either. <laughs> but that sure would be cool. And, uh, yeah, one thing led to another and, and we learned how to make videos and, and Kevin Meyer, our third business partner came in and Kevin brought in a lot of kind of online experience, you know, and selling on the online. And, and Kevin's a brilliant kind of businessman in general, right? And, uh, president in a manufacturing company in California and all that. So the three of us kind of joined forces, if you will. And, and we started it again, Academy in March of 2009. And uh, yeah, here we are. Fun fact, a lot of people don't know this. John, Kevin and I had started the company and I had met John in person, you know, a couple of times over the years, um, just from training and whatnot. But from the moment we started Gemba Academy, <laughs> We actually never met in person for like over a year. <laughs> like we had not all three met in person. We had started the company for over a year. So there, there's a power of virtual uh, collaboration, right? <laughs> this was pre, pre-COVID, obviously. So. Previous to a, probably a lot of the, you know, obviously there's been tons of advancements in, uh, in virtual yep. training. and So uh, virtual collaboration and, and things like that. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah, we just did it over the phone back then, man, you know, and just pick up the phone and call each other, you know, so, but anyhow, but yeah, that's, that's sort of the kind of a long version, I guess, of my, of my background. Uh, the background, uh, it, it, it's amazing to, to, to know the story behind, you know, how things come about. And obviously you guys were, had a, you had a problem that you were looking to solve and, and you've obviously done that. So uh, kudos to you guys for coming together and making it happen. Yeah. I do have a question Thanks. though about um, your, your past, your background. So you, you mentioned that you were teaching lean uh, to a Six Sigma, a heavy Six Sigma organization. Uh, your last one, Flow, what was it? Flow, right? Flow serve. Mm-hmm. Flow serve. Um, did you find that was it tough to, de- to deploy lean concepts into a, a heavy Six Sigma organization? Not really at all. No, I mean, they were pretty open to the whole idea and uh, had good leadership, you know, back then that was bought in and, and wanted to, you know, wanted to get better. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that, I, you know, not to stereotype anybody, but I would say it's kind of the other way around <laughs> trying to get a hardcore lean organization to open their hearts and minds to say, what measurement system analysis, what, <laughs> you know, I think it's tougher the other direction, really. Um, I don't know. That's maybe I shouldn't say that, but, <laughs> well, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, 
sure different companies, uh, you know, do each their own and, you know, how, but yeah. it, it does lead me into, you know, my next question, you know, as we're kind of leading down this road of Lean and Six Sigma, uh, the Gemba Academy teaches both Lean and Six Sigma. So why, why did you guys decide that you wanted to teach both? You know, um, I mean, I guess there's a couple of different answers to that. I mean, one, just being transparent. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are looking for both, right? I mean, voice of the customers, people are calling up and saying, Hey, we want to learn about Six Sigma. Okay. <laughs> we wanted to be able to serve them. Right. So early on, you know, we, that was one of the reasons, honestly, but I would say primarily, you know, we are believers that continuous improvement is a, you know, it's a meta skill, right? <laughs> and, uh, and that we, you would do well, in our opinion, to learn as much as you can about all facets of continuous improvement, whether that's so-called Six Sigma, so-called lean, agile, whatever it might be, right? Um, project management, you know, being a good project manager. It's an important part of being a continuous improvement. So you want to go through the PMP? Great, do it, you know? I mean, you're going to be better because of it. So we're just of the opinion that, you know, remain humble and learn all you can. And, um, you know, what you want to call it, you want to call it lean and six Sigma. You want to call it operational excellence. You want to call it continuous improvement program. We could care less, honestly, what you, what labels you put on it. It's all these labels that get us in trouble anyhow, not just in continuous improvement, right? Um, the world, right? So just, just learn as much as you can. And so, you know, those were probably, you know, especially when we started the company, Six Sigma was extremely popular and it still really is, believe it or not. There's a lot of people practicing Six Sigma out there. You know, it looks a little different than it did back in the day when it was GE and Allied Signal and these guys kind of going down a certain direction. So it's changed for sure over the years in a, in a much better way, I would, I would argue. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but it's a uh, you know, we believe that it's important for everybody to, to learn as much as they can. So oh, I, I completely agree. You know, I, I, I like to say that, um, you know, I have a tool belt and I just load my tool belt up with all the tools that I possibly can. Yeah. So that, you know, what, what, whatever problem that I come across, you know, that I can pull out the right tool for the job. And, and I think that, yeah. again, whether you six Sigma tools, lean tools, you know, and it's, and it's not about the tools, uh, you know, we, we know that, uh, but yeah. I want to learn as much as I can and, and what's worked in this industry with this organization and, you know, maybe how they've taken Kanban and tweaked it to do, you know, look a little bit differently for them, but maybe it was able to solve a problem that they had. Right. But that could work over here too. So again, mm -hmm. I, I agree with you completely. It's, it's definitely uh, not about the labels. So. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So exactly. I um, I know you're also a big fan of scientific thinking. Uh, what, why, why is this? Why, why, why scientific thinking? Yeah, I haven't always been, to be honest with you. It's not, not okay. that I wasn't not, not a fan, sure. but um, early in my career, you know, thinking back to Motorola, Nokia, even closer, I didn't always think scientifically, you know? I mean, the new book on making materials flow, the green book from LEI came out. And so what did we do? We all learned about different pull systems and plan for every part and all the rest of it. And so it's tools, 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 right? And, and, and you, every time you turned around, something new was coming out, right? Some new tool or some new concept and, or maybe not new, but new to me at least. And, right. um, you know, so I was, I was, I was soaking it all in and sort of practicing what I was learning. And I don't necessarily regret it, you know, but I mean, cause it, it, it was what it was, you know, it was just our path. And, uh, 
And I remember when, when Mike, um, rather first released Toyota Kata, you know, I read it and I thought that's good, you know, but then, you know, maybe if I'm being completely transparent here, I thought to myself when it first came out, oh, good for Mike, he'll sell a million copies and, you know, he'll speak all over the world and that'll be great for him, you know, whatever. But I don't think I gave it as, I, well, I not think, I know I didn't give it as much respect as I should have um, back then. Maybe there was intellectual jealousy <laughs> just trying to be transparent, right? And uh, and I was just like, yeah, it's nothing new, you know. It's just repackaged, you know. This and that's PDCA, you know. And then what happened was back to the voice of the customer. People would call us uh, again, the academy, be like, hey, you got any Toyota Kata stuff? Well, no, but we got practical problem solving. We got PDCA. We got A3 thinking, you know. <laughs> so we kept, I mean, we kept getting this question over and over again. So I'm like, goodness gracious, you know. So the voice of the customer speaks. You got to listen. So I'm like, but before we make content, we practice it. You know, we don't. Want want to be sort of like fraudulent. Right. And so I'm like, all right, let me go back into it. I read it again. By then other, some other stuff had come out and Mike's website was out and they were doing lots of, lots of great stuff. Katacon was born, you know, so I started like really diving into it and trying to understand talking to guys like Mark Rosenthal and, you know, uh, just tons of good Kata thinkers out there, you know, and uh, really learning about it. And then we started practicing it here at Gemba Academy. And, um, you know, Steve Keen, who, you know, I know, you know, very well is he, he practiced it a lot, um, back at his previous company before he came to Gemba Academy. So Steve had a lot of experience and, um, I started realizing that, man, this whole thing about next steps and what you think is going to happen and what actually happened, what you learned. And then when you got an obstacle, then you bring the tool out, you know, I was like, man, it makes sense. And then, so I just sort of humbled myself, right. And really started practicing it. And then I saw that it worked for us. And I'm like, then I got excited and I'm like, all right, we really got to do this. Um, we you know we owe it to our customers. Right. And so we partnered with Mark Rosenthal for the first course that we've, that we've done on, on Kata and sort of a live workshop. And, and so we brought Mark in to, to do that. And, released it and it's been very very popular content since the day we released it and uh well it's it shaped the way that we do our own coaching you know so folks come through our green belt our black belt or master black belt or our lean practitioner program we're using hey what's your next step what do you think is going to happen what actually happened what did you learn i mean it drives everything that we're doing now and so I'm a big believer because I, the analogy that I use, Patrick, and I think I've probably told you this before, is is, is a horse and a cart, you know, and, and the cart's got all of our tools in it, right? And the horse is sort of scientific thinking, right? The horse is pulling us forward. And then when the horse stops because there's an obstacle in front of them, you jump out, get the right tool, only the right tool, <laughs> clear the obstacle, and then continue on. Right. And so it makes, it really solves that problem of, you know, what tool do I use or when do I use this tool? Well, you only use that tool when you've got an obstacle that's in your way towards that target condition. Right. And so it sort of just pulled everything together. And, and I do wish that I would have really adopted it early on in my career, but I didn't, you know, back then, but boy, if I would have, and I think I would have been way better off, you know, than, than, I, than I was. So yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I, I love the analogy of the, the horse and the cart. It's, it, it helps drive home the, you know, the vision of what it should look like. So thank you yeah. for that. Uh, what, what do you, when you, when you guys deploy Kata yourselves at the Gemba Academy, are you using, um, you know, storyboards? Are you, uh, do you have a, any specific favorite ways that you're, uh, that you're using it at Gemba Academy? Outside yeah, of, so you know, obviously you're training people, but it, internally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we've experimented over the years with different uh, formats. You know, a lot of us, are, um, there's folks that work here at, out of our Texas office, but then we do have folks that are spread all over the 
Steve, for example, is in Michigan, right? And so, um, so we can't stand together at a board. So we've experimented with different sort of like spreadsheet, Google spreadsheet type Kata storyboards and that sort of thing. We use this program called Basecamp for our all of our green belts and black belts and master black belts. So we collaborate with those folks over that. And so we, you know, we have, we've done it a number of different ways. Um, but I would say while we do practice it from time to time with a very traditional storyboard approach, really it's, it, it has become almost ingrained in us now to start mm-hmm. thinking of everything as experiments, right. right? And, and, and identifying our threshold of knowledge and knowing that, Hey, we're at a point and we just don't know. And we can sit around here and debate, you know, for, uh, for all day on who thinks they're right. But in the end, that's foolish. What we should debate is what experiment are we going to try first? <laughs> right. And so that's really what we've, we've, we've come to, to where it's, it's really ingrained now into how we're kind of just operating. Now we're just so far from perfect and, and we're making and learning more every day with it. But uh, um, so, yeah, it's a combination of formal storyboards and electronic storyboards and also just really ingraining it into, Hey, well, what do you think? What, what's your next step? <laughs> you know? And yeah. It's so helpful to think about things in, in smaller bites, right? Instead of thinking about you know, how do I eat the whole elephant? You know, what, what's, what, what's my next target condition? It's a lot easier, you know, to get yeah. there when you, when you think about it like that and break it down. So my, the most interesting aspect of Kata for us, for me at least, has been watching um, our sales team mm-hmm. who fully have adopted it. And in fact, they would tell you now that they don't really sell anymore, in a way, when they're talking to people who are inquiring about our product or our service or whatever, they're really using Kata and not in a, in a sneaky way, but they're just like, well, you know, tell us like, where do you, where would you like to be? in you know, a year from now, as it relates to your continuous improvement challenge. Okay. Well, where are you now? Like, tell me about what you guys got going on right now. Current condition. Where were you thinking? Where would maybe a short term goal? Like, I don't know, a month or a couple of weeks from now target condition, right? And well, what's in your way? And then if it comes to the point to where we believe that Gemba Academy could help get to that first target condition, that's what we explain, you know? And okay. so they, okay. it, it's consultative selling, if you will. It's, it's really trying to genuinely understand where they want to go, where they are now, and then how to get there. So it's, and, and in fact, our sales force, we use sales force as our CRM, and there's fields in there now where they're typing these things in on their, on their when they're talking to people, they're talking, they're typing in where they want to be and where they are now and that sort of thing. And then if somebody does buy from us, then the next team, our customer success team, their job is to help people be successful, right? Make sure that they're happy with the product. And so they've got all this stuff typed in there already. It's like, oh, Patrick, I see this is where you want to be. And, you know, this is where you're at. And here's where we need to get in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to check in with you, you know, and sort of hold them accountable to that, right? And so it's just beautiful process. Now, instead of trying to pitch our product, right? We're like trying to understand their problems and then help them get there. So yeah. it's and been really interesting. Want, right? They don't want to be sold to They, you know, and, and so I think that's, that's the right approach. It's, that's amazing that your team is, is kind of, you know, work their work that kata into the sales process, because again, it, it is the, the right approach for anyone. If any salesperson should be thinking about, you know, what, is, what is their problem and how can it, am I the right solution to help them? If I'm not, right. you know, maybe I can refer them somewhere else, but no, that's right. Great. Uh, you mentioned virtual tools, uh, you know, obviously COVID, you know, over this past year has affected companies in a lot of different ways. I'm curious to hear, you know, from you guys, how you've responded, you know, at Gamba Academy with, you know, with the the current situation and as far as technically, or, you know, obviously we Mm -hmm. we talked about the fact that you guys 
we're kind of out of your office for a while, but uh, any, yeah. any tools that you're using that you think have been really helpful or eye-opening to you or techniques or anything? Yeah, I mean, for us, we've been very fortunate, right, in being in the industry that we're in. And, you know, we were sort of doing virtual training before it was cool, you know, right. to do virtual or uncool, however you want to look at it, you know, to do that. So we were lucky, you know, in that perspective. Um, and also we were lucky that, again, we've been a virtual team since the very beginning. We've always had people that lived in different locations. And so, you know, ever since for 11 years now, we've had a morning meeting and it's at 10, 10 a.m. Central time and lasts about 15 minutes and everybody comes on. We use Google Hangouts for that. And, and uh, you know, everybody's got the camera on and we've got an agenda and every day a certain, a different team kind of leads it. And, and uh, we were sort of already collaborating like that as a group. And even the folks that work out of our office here in, in, in Texas, they would they would still work from home couple days a week pre-COVID, you know, so it didn't really change too much for us. Now, video production wise, it was, that was definitely, you know, we weren't able to be in here, right? So, you know, we were lucky that we had some stuff kind of um, in the queue and the guys were able to kind of keep working that way. But like everyone, you know, we, we have learned how to use Zoom better um, and our teams or, you know, all of them, we've experimented with all of them, I would say. And, um, speaking of Kata, you know, like Kata in the classroom, right. With the puzzles, you know, you've done it, you know, we've got like a virtual version where we're doing it. You got an online Excel sheet and the teams are doing this little game with an Excel sheet. And uh, it's been interesting that I'm not so sure. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm not so sure that our virtual version of our Kata in a classroom isn't better than the puzzles. I mean, it's really good, you know, and we've refined it, you know, so yeah, yeah. it's interesting how, you know, being forced into certain things, you got to make it work. And there's been a lot of good things that have come from it as well, you know, so. I think yeah. a lot of companies have, have seen that, you know, that with just trial and error and experimentation of different things, uh, they've they've definitely found better ways to do things than what they've done in, than the, what they were doing it in the past, and and obviously yep. technology is advancing and and allowing yeah. those opportunities. So now it's it's great that you guys were you guys were kind of uh, already uh, on the cusp of that. I, I, we actually had you, you're familiar with Menlo Innovations in Ann Arbor. Oh yeah. Uh, so men, and I think they they've been on your podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, Richard. Yeah. I thought so. Uh, we just did our team just did a. Uh, a, a virtual tour of Menlo. We've done the the face to face tour uh, there, but we did their virtual tour, and it was really interesting to see how they have transitioned to more virtual. They're all working from home, but similar to to some of the things that you guys have already been doing is what they're incorporating into you know how they do their daily meetings and you know all that type yeah. of stuff. Good thing to see for for uh, how different companies are are you know responding. Yeah. Ron, if we were to uh, talk with somebody out there that maybe was looking for some advice uh, from you, any any advice uh, uh, that you would give someone uh, that's maybe just starting out on their continuous improvement journey, you know, how how would they set themselves up for success? What would be your your advice for them to, uh, to for them to what would you know I don't know first five steps or something you know for two things they should do whatever. Step one, go to GembaAcademy.com. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, no, just kidding. Um, yeah, it's a big question, you know? I mean, and it's one that I ask a lot of people and you get a lot of different answers. I think, I think the first thing is folks need to really, especially if you're sort of a leader in a company, or even if you're not, anybody that's once again, I, I think you've got to answer the why question. You know, why, no, why do you want to do this? 
Like really. And it can't be just, well, we've got to get, you know, our mission statement says we're going to be competitive. Nah, 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 nah. That's not a good why. Like why, you know, like tangibly, like wrap your hands around it. Like, why do you want to do it? And until you have a really good answer with that, I'm not so sure. I mean, I suppose you can still start, but you, you need to commit to being able to answer the why, especially if you're in leadership, because people hate change and, you know, rightfully so many times change is thrust upon them. Right. And it's not done correctly. And so you need to, as a leader, you need to lead with, why are we doing this? And then you need to be reiterating why again and again and again, um, because it's not easy, right? And it's hard in the beginning in particular. It's always hard, but in particular, in the beginning, it's hard. So just keep reinforcing why are we doing this? And then it's okay to struggle. And, you know, that's the struggles when the learn, learning really happens, you know, but just keep coming back to why. I mean, then obviously you do need to get some basic knowledge and understanding. And there's a number of ways to do that. You know, I mean, I do feel like partnering with good consultants like yourself and, um, you you know, that can, that can be helpful, you know, to get, to get going. But I would also say people shouldn't become reliant on consultants to do it all for them for the next 20 years, right? Um, good consultants like yourself. And, you know, there's a bunch of them out there, you know, that are about teaching people to fish, right? And then, and then, you know, checking back in with them from time to time to readjust, right? But it's not to go catch all the fish for them for the next three years. Like getting some help early on, I think is really important. And uh, whether you do get your information from a source like Gemba Academy, or you, I would say go to conferences, you know, when, when possible, when, you know, hopefully they come back here, you know, but they're virtual right now. So go to the virtual ones, if, if, if nothing else, and just start networking and learning from others. And because it's, a, you do have to get that information. And um, we, we talk about lean, it's not just about tools or continuous improvement. It's not just about tools, but tools are a part of, a part of it, <laughs> you know, and if you don't know how to do 5S or what the seven wastes are or how to value stream map or how to do quick changeover, if that applies to your industry, like you're going to, you need to learn that, right? But you also do need to learn the people side of it, how to respect people. And, you know, so that's a dichotomy, right? Of tools and, and people, you got to be able to balance them both, but you can't go so far and it's all about people, all about people. Wait, what's 5S again? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, so you gotta, you gotta have that balance. So, right. But start yeah. with why that's my, I guess my first piece of advice, make sure you got a good answer for that. I like that. Um, you did mention too, uh, you know, People are, are at different levels in an organization. I, I love to ask this question to you. I'm just curious because it's, a, it's, a, it's always a tough question to try to answer, but someone that is maybe not in leadership or you know, maybe they're a mid-manager, but leadership is not, uh, mm-hmm. not engaged, not, doesn't look at continuous improvement as a, a, a methodology or a, you know, something that they want to deploy in their organization. But a mid-management level person or, or someone that's maybe not in a leadership role wants to deploy lean or wants to, wants to help develop a, a learning organization. What, what, what kind of advice can you give to someone like that? Yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, I talked about my experience there at Flowserve and I had pretty good support. But, I, you know, being completely honest, there was some leadership there that <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to like throw them under the bus or anything, but it, there, there were some some folks that um, were heavily in maybe on the sales side, it was like bookings, bookings, bookings. And the fact that we actually had to produce something was sort of annoying to them. <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of like, eh, without producing this stuff, we ain't got anything to sell, you know? And so, 
you know, so I did have that, that, that to deal with from time to time there. And what I tried to do to the best of my knowledge was I tried to understand the pressure they were under. Right. And they were under a lot of pressure, right. To deliver sales and bookings and all the rest of it. And then obviously to get it out the door. Right. And so what right. I tried to do when I didn't feel like I was necessarily having a rope pulled, you know, I, sometimes I felt like I was pushing on the rope a little bit, you know, as they say, but what I, I tried to do there was I tried to understand, Hey, what is, what is my, what, what, what is my boss struggling with? You know, what's keeping them up at night? What, what bugs them, right? As Paul Akers would say, right? And, and then I would try my very best then to, to help with that, you know? And then also, you know, my boss at the time, he met directly with the C-suite. You know, he was in there with the CEO. I mean, this is a $5 billion company. So it wasn't like a little rinky-dink operation here, okay? And so my boss met directly with these, these C-suite folks. And so every month, I armed him with some, you know, three or four PowerPoint slides of what this whole continuous improvement group was working on. And at first he was just like, okay. And he put him in there. And then I heard stories that, you know, these, these guys are sitting in their boardroom and they're going through this like death by PowerPoint thing. And everybody's just like, uh, you know, graph after graph and slide after slide. And all of a sudden the continuous improvement stuff would come up and there's pictures of a messy shop and a clean shop or whatever, you know? And I heard stories about these guys would get up and they would kind of lean in. And they were interested because it was real, you know? And, and so one thing led to another and I get, my boss would be like, Hey, you got those slides yet? You know? And so I tried to make them look good. You know, I mean, I wanted to res respect him and his office, if you will. And so I, I tried to support him. So that's my advice for people. If you're not getting the support that you want, don't whine about it. Don't be a victim. Just do your best and try to make things better and try to make your boss look good. Even if you can't stand them, it doesn't matter. Try to make them look good. Try to help them. And then I feel like when you do that, it's going to start to gain some momentum, but sitting around and complaining and woe is me, it's not helping anybody. You know, if you're in that situation, that's tough, you know, <laughs> that's tough. So I appreciate that. That's a, that's a really, really great answer. I think a lot of listeners are going to definitely take that one and, and run with it. So I appreciate that. Thank you for, for sharing that, Ron. And, and what a great yeah. story too. Yeah. Have you shared that story before or? I, I love that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I tell us a lot of stories over the years. So I don't know. But uh, imagine them sitting in, in that conference room, looking at those slides and, and because I've yeah. seen the before and after pictures and, you know, and yeah. they are so powerful when you see, like yeah. you said, it's real, it, it's really yeah. happening. And this is, you know, these guys are, you know, out on the floor are working on these particular projects and, and look at the results and, you know, look at the, the benefits that it's putting to the bottom line for the company. Well, and I, and I learned, I learned something else at Flowser. Uh, I had a really good friend who was a kind of a financial controller type role and, uh, you know, dealt with the kind of P&L every month, you know, he's just looking at it, you know, and it is what it is, right? Like, did you make any money or not? And uh, he told me one time early on in my career though, he's like, you know what? Because Ron, you continue to improve people. You know what you deal in? I said, what? Because you deal in monopoly money. Like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you go off in your five S your little area over there and you got some formula about how much money you save, but you didn't save me any money. You just made it look nicer. I said, what are you going to do with that space? You know, are you going to make more product? Are you going to work less overtime? Are you going to, you know, and that really taught me an important lesson back then was like, okay, you know, doing things, you don't always have to chase money, but you have to understand like, what are we doing to make the business better? Right. And it's not always about money. I mean, sometimes you do need to, tidy up because that's the right thing to do. Okay. But in the end, we got to be, and that's also something that we really tried to show was tangibly, here's some benefits that we brought to the company because we had a line 
the continuous improvement group, we had a line on the operating income. I mean, it was like, we had to deliver like hard results and it wasn't, it wasn't productivity savings kind of thing. Right. I mean, it was like, we genuinely had to help these business units be better. And, uh, but you know, we were able to, because we were able to partner with them and find the constraints and, you know, the same old, same old that we do. But, uh, that, yeah, that monopoly money comment, it caught me off guard because, but he's right. You know, a lot of times we do, if we're not careful, we're dealing with monopoly money and we can't do that because <laughs> monopoly limited don't pay the bills. <laughs> right. Yeah, under, understanding that is a is a huge benefit for any lean leader, continuous improvement practitioner. Uh, understanding the the language that leadership speaks, and you know, and what the customer, what's important to the customer, right? All of that ties into exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah, thank you yeah. for sharing that. Well, yeah, tell tell us a little bit more about how people can get engaged with the Gemba Academy. If there are listeners that uh, are looking for tools or, or, you know, ways to, to develop their, their personal skills. How does the Gemba Academy work? How can people get involved with you guys? Where do they, where do they find the information? Yeah. So, yeah, so we've got, we put out an incredible amount of completely free information. And we've got like thousands of blog articles on our website, um, GembaAcademy.com. I'm always, I, I hate to be a taker, but man, you guys got some good free stuff out there. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, that's what it's there for, you know. I mean, we we genuinely want to help. Though sometimes somebody asks me, "Why you give away so much free stuff?" You know, and I'm like, "Yeah, like that's something I learned from Paul Akers. He said, you just help enough people, and the money's going to come." You know, and 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 it has right. And so that's sort of our our marketing is we help people for free, and then you know if they like us enough, then they'll come and you know buy a subscription and and really. You know, we've got a lot more behind the wall than we do in front of the wall, I guess. Right. But, uh, but yeah, we do a weekly podcast. So next to this podcast here, you can just type in Gamba Academy and, you know, the Apple podcast, Spotify, all, all of them, we're on there. So that's a weekly show. Every Thursday, a new episode comes out. We haven't missed in like, I don't know, five years, knock on wood. <laughs> so I don't know where you find everybody from, but you got some good people out there that, uh, that yeah. uh, have as guests on your show. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So that's, I love doing the podcast. Um, so the podcast blogs, YouTube, we got some, a bunch of free stuff on there. And then obviously we, you know, we do have, um, subscriptions. So it's sort of like a Netflix model, you know, like we, I always say Netflix with benefits though, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to just waste your time, you know, binging on some Marvel movie or whatever. You're going to actually learn something, you know? So, uh, but yeah, gambaacademy.com is the best place to go and everything's in, you'll find everything linked inside of there. So yeah. very nice. And companies can, uh, they can, there's company packages, right? Or if, if someone's just the, an individual yeah. who wants to learn some things, they yeah. could, they could go in there and grab something for themselves. Right. Yeah. So we, so we, we, we have for individuals, we do have various certifications that folk, those are individual licenses, if you will. And then, um, our primary product, if you will, is a site-based license. So a company that has, it, it, that's where we differ a little bit. Most people sell person to person. We sell our business to their site. So if they have a, like a ge geographic location, one site with 500 people, they need one subscription for those 500 people, right? That sort of thing. Um, now we do sell also individual licenses of somebody's on their own. They don't want a certification. They just want access. We do have that. Um, they just contact us and we work it out with them, that sort of thing. But And they can get yeah. their contact information right on your website? 
Yep. GembaAcademy.com. Yeah, it's all on there. The certifications that we offer, you know, it's the traditional kind of Lean Six Sigma stuff with Green Belt, Black Belt, Master Black Belt. Our most popular certification now is actually what we call a Lean Practitioner. Um, Steve Kane is the architect of that and uh, runs that program. And um, yeah, it's more popular than our Black Belt program now. Or they're about neck and neck maybe, okay. um, but it's been very, very well received. And um, so it, that one is a little bit different. Like Black Belt is, you, you know, Green Belt, you go through some knowledge and then take an exam and then you do sort of a project, right? With Lean Practitioner, you, you go through material, but you practice everything that you're learning. So when you learn about job instruction, for example, you're going to do job breakdown. Yeah. So you're going to practice everything that you learn. So it's uh, it's very hands-on. Um, and I think that's why it's been so popular. That's great. Now, do you offer that uh, virtual? I'm guessing you do. If it's Oh yeah, it's all virtual. Yeah. So the, the trainings, videos, obviously, and then the coaching, it's weekly coaching, um, at minimum of weekly coaching. Okay. Sometimes I mean, I, I got folks that I talk to several times a week, you know, and it's fine. Um, we're happy to, to support them. And, uh, but yeah, it's all virtual. Do you also go into companies though, outside of, uh, of COVID, but do you guys go into companies and, and provide yeah. doctrine training? Okay. We, we, we do a little bit. Um, I mean, we've got some partners, you know, that, um, you know, Mark Rosenthal is one of them as an example, you know, like, Hey, Mark, these guys want an engagement for a month, you know, go in there and work with them, that sort of thing. And, uh, I'll, I'll go in a little bit, you know, I just gotta be careful because <laughs> next thing you know, I'm back on the road, you know, uh, three weeks of a month or sort of thing, you know? So I do, I love doing it. I love going on site just because going to someone's Gimba, right. It's hard to beat, Right. And, uh, so I, I like to do it just to kind of keep, uh, keep sharp, if you will, you know, with uh, what's going on out there. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, we do have some consulting partners that we, uh, that we, that will, if, if it's a better fit, you know, back to that whole thing of, Hey, you really want someone on site, you know, call Patrick or call whatever, you know, and uh, you know, send people that way. We don't want to pretend we're not, we don't want to be like a full blown consulting business. That's not really our game. Um, you know, so that's sort of, that's sort of what we, how we handle that. Oh, that's good. Uh, one last question about Gamble Academy. Uh, so you guys are global. Is, is there anything different uh, outside of the U.S. that, you know, we, I have listeners outside of the U.S. Do, do they go to a different website? Is it just all? No, that's all the apps. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And even our videos, we, we, the video technology today is so amazing compared to what it was when we first started, but all of our videos sit on these they call them edge network servers. So there's all these servers all over the world that our videos are basically propagated over. And so if you're in Hong Kong and you're watching one of our videos, it's going to be pulling from a server close to Hong Kong. If you're in England, it's going to be pulled from a server some there over there in the United Kingdom area. So yeah, the technology is incredible now um, compared to what, it, I mean, golly, when we first started, we had DVDs because we had people calling up with like basically like dial up internet in their company. I'm like, man, how are you running a company with like, you get the AOL dial up over there. <laughs> What's going on? But uh, yeah, things have come a long way in 10 years. I can tell you that. Right, so. right. Well, Ron, it's been amazing having you on today. Uh, I appreciate your time. I, I, I love that we've, flip the script here because everybody knows you as the Gemba Academy podcast host and yeah. you, you've interviewed me too. So it was fun to kind of flip things a little bit here and, and be the host and be able to interview you and hear so much about your background and, you know, why Gemba Academy exists and what you guys have to offer to everybody. So thank you so much for, for coming on and being here. Oh, you're welcome. It's been great. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I, I love, I love, I love doing this. It's actually less pressure in a way. I, I don't have to worry about oh, what I'm supposed to ask and all that. Put all the pressure on you now. <laughs> right. Exactly.
Uh, well, I look forward to you, you and I have never met in person, but I, I look forward to meeting you uh, eventually in person, uh, probably at one of the conferences, right? And uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully when we get back to in-person stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it happens sooner than later. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Ron. I appreciate it. Uh, and, and take care again. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Thank you so much.